Well, 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 everybody. We are here. It's Christmas time. There's snow on the ground. Outside, it's... The weather is frightful. You know, there's snow dripping the fireplaces on. Of course I'm joking. It's so fucking hot right now in the Southern Hemisphere. And we are very pleased to welcome you to a holiday special episode of the Roll Down, a TFT podcast. How are you, Sol, my co-host? Welcome to the show. Good, I'm good. Doing all right. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a laid-back episode, guys. We're drinking. <laughs> Sol's got soju. I've got a crisp lager. We're just going to be chilling out. Not too much going on. Just relaxing. Ugh. It's going to be a good day. we got Christmas wish lists. We've got ideas for the future. We've got tournament recaps. First, and then, of course, we've got Christmas-themed questions coming later on. So, guys, if you have any Christmas questions, maybe about our favorite Christmas food, our favorite Christmas song, you know, you get those in there, we'll answer them at the end of the show. You know, even maybe our favorite uncle or auntie. Or... You know, our least favorite one. You know, you never know. You never know. It could be anything. Sol, we're going to start off. We're going to talk about a personal experience of yours, and that was the TFT Innovator Cup over the weekend. Was it the Innovator oh. Cup? It was the Innovator Yeah, Cup. no, it was, it was the Innovator Cup. Yeah, oh, thank the God. Oh, so really worried. I was going to get that wrong. Sol participated in the tournament. I did not. Um, so we're really going to leave this one to Sol and get his opinions on how everything went, sort of talk about that. Uh, first of all, why don't you fill in everybody on, on sort of the, the format of the cup and, and how everything worked? Sure. So it's a open qualifier. Um, there are two of them, uh, for set picks. Um, this is the second, and then there's going to be one more for set six and five. Uh, basically, in an open qualifier, uh, anybody can play, regardless of rank. There are basically no, there are no requirements other than just having an internet connection and TFT downloaded on your PC to play. So that means a uh, very big field event. So I think a lot of players. I think like like two hundred seventy people, two hundred seven people register. Uh, it is a two day. It's a two day event that uh, always cuts to a top thirty two. And then uh, day two uh, is the top day two, where uh, the top eight players at the end of play uh, make it to the mid set. Uh, and then that's going to feed into like region regionals and whatnot later down the line. Hmm. Let's um, not beat around the bush for too long. How'd you do? Uh started off strong. I, th I started off strong. I think I went two one five two in my first four games with uh, two games left to go. Ah, uh, and then I choked. <laughs> I choked pretty hard in the fifth game. I basically, long story short, I threw away what should have been a guaranteed top four. Uh, made some very questionable decisions and ended up with a seventh. Um, uh, basically put me in a spot in the final game where I needed to either go first or uh, to make day two. Otherwise, any other result meant that I was out. And that was my 20 in terms of results. Yeah. Um, not your first sort of tournament tournament experience but would you say 
that it was an overall enjoyable experience before we kind of delve down deep into some of the more stringent yeah, aspects I mean, of tournament play. Was it was it the first like true tournament I played? Right, like I played like, a few like four fun tourneys before beforehand, but this was like the first like proper like actual tourney that like actually feeds into like competitive, right? So that was really cool. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Like obviously, like I'm more disappointed with the outcome, but that being said, like you know, it's like pretty like pretty big field you have to like high roll to do like you have to play well and you have to high roll somewhat a little bit and there's only so much responsibility you can put on your shoulders yeah it, it was a positive experience overall you had some pretty crazy lobbies as well i mean you're you're in lobbies as is tradition in a tournament setting with a very very good players um does that yeah. ever play a factor for you in the sort of decision making of the game uh, honestly, okay, I don't mean to ego, but not really. Uh, the lobbies I play on, the lobbies I play in on ladder are usually a lot more difficult because they're usually like seven, eight challenger player lobbies. Um, especially when you're in like these big open field events where like the seating is basically completely random. Um, yeah, like you get some lobbies where like you have like a couple big names, like two, three challenger players, and then like a bunch of GM players. But then like there's usually a couple of people who are like, like a lot more casual who are like you know plat diamond low masters um so it, overall the lobby strength was a lot weaker compared to my ladder games but part of the pressure comes from having to top two um your lobbies a lot because of how points work when you have so many people um so that was the part that made it difficult um knowing that you needed to top two the majority of your games rather than just top four like knowing that top four itself was not good enough if that makes sense yeah no that that makes sense so mm -hmm. you know let's start let's dive in you said your first four mm -hmm. games are really good let's let's talk about some of them what did you play what what was happening <laughs> three or four was was good over the first four but like yeah so uh game one uh okay i played game one i played ergot uh pretty standard i just had a i just had a chemtech opener with a two star twitch two star singed really early uh i had early static shift I mean, I VOD reviewed it over with uh, with that dear friend of the podcast, Angora, and uh, made a lot of mis and uh, even even in retrospect, even the games I did well, I made mistakes in with like itemization mostly. So like, I made Static Shift instead of like Morello Nomicon on Sandro, which ended up being somewhat annoying, but like it, it worked out because like I high rolled my opener, so I still managed to get a second in that lobby, which is pretty good. Uh, and then game two, uh, I like I mega high rolled. Uh, I hit, I hit Merc. Plus metabolic accelerator, the augment that gives you two HP every turn, and oh two God. on. And that was just that was the free first. Like I never like, I just went like nine lose streak into like cash out with like seventy HP, and then <laughs> yeah, and then I high rolled like I high rolled cash out as well. Like I got I got a Tom Kent and a Jinx. I just played a capped ergot board, and, and it was it was over. And then game three. I I was just contested and I just couldn't hit units. I my lobby strength was really weak. I had like two silver players in my lobby. I went fifth with a board that probably should have been an eighth in like a stronger lobby. In a game four I'm pretty proud of because I didn't play Urgot, so I played Jin instead with uh Colossus frontline with like Scion, Blitzcrank and whatnot and got a second. That was pretty good. And then and then it all fell apart. <laughs> and then it all fell apart. I mean, there's like such an obvious mistake. So the mistake basically was game five. I was like really stable with like a metabolic as well. I like we streaked all of stage three. 
like going to stage four, I was like eighty plus HP with like good econ. Uh, and then the problem was is that like I just greeted my roll down for too long. Like I just didn't roll until neutrals. Like neutrals at like the end of, end of stage four. And at that point of the game, I, I literally could only realistically build a gin board within the, with the time frame that I had. But I decided to pivot into Kaisa, which okay now that I've had more time to play on the patch. I'm like pretty good. I'm like pretty decent at playing now, but like at the time I had like zero experience playing Kaisa. I tried to pivot into a comp I'd never played before. And to make things even worse, to make things even worse, I had to salvage bin augment. So I just had 20 components sitting on my bench. Oh, and I God. just And it was just impossible. But the mistake was already made. The mistake was just not rolling earlier. So uh all those things led to a very fast seventh. And then yeah. we don't even we didn't the, the final game was like whatever. I don't even really about the final game. <laughs> so I was like, Tony. Nice. It was good. It was, it was a good experience overall. It does sound like a fun experience. You guys can like go back and, and check out Souls VOD of that event if you do want to as well. Especially the coaching. Um, going back yeah, and sort of chatting it, about it with Chaos and Angora. That that's really beneficial yeah. as well. If there is a yeah, if there is a VOD to watch, it's probably the one where uh, I VOD reviewed it with Angora and uh, Keith. How was that, that was really, really productive. How was that experience? Like your first like professional VOD review? Awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Like it, it felt great. Like it unironically felt like amazing to get completely picked apart and dissected <laughs> by better players. No, it, it really did. Because like up until that point I felt really stuck. I was like, huh. I, I just can't identify like where I'm fucking where, where I'm like messing up. And then once they like explain it to you, you're just like, oh, this is so obvious. How have I not seen this before? Thank you. And then, yeah, so it was good. It was very productive. Love that. It's always nice when you, like, get destroyed emotionally. But you get built back up at the same time. I mean, I didn't, okay, I'll be honest. I didn't really get destroyed emotionally at all. Like, I, I was, for me, it was just, it was purely professional the whole time. Like, I mean, I don't oh, know. I, I don't really have, I may have an ego when it comes to the game, but that's, like, more for fun than anything. Like, I'm more than, like, willing to, like, be wrong and, like, you know, improve, right? That's how you get better. Like, so you know, someone better says you. Someone better says like you're doing something wrong. You know, pay attention, listen, you oh, know, yeah. and understand like how how they like try and think about how. Try and think about like why you think you should do a specific thing, and then think about why like, like why it's like why it's wrong, and, and why they come to a different conclusion, and mm. then yeah, and you just learn from that. It's nice too. I mean, like you know, you're sort of getting backseated by two of the best players on the server. Oh, for sure. Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, the two perennial like rank one players on this entire server. They're like, oh, you know, yeah. do this next time. Do that. Maybe you do this. Yeah. What about this? You know, that's that's so great. That's so cool. It's great to hear. Um, I think that's that segues us quite nicely into the meta. You played a lot of Ergot. You said I want to talk a yeah. little bit about where the meta is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on on ladder, and I guess we can start with the tournament. Uh, maybe some mm-hmm. of your big takeaways from the tournament on on the games you were seeing, uh, comps, yeah, sure. priorities, things like uh, that. So basically, like, uh, I mean, I thought the now narr- okay. So going into the tourney, I hadn't played as much ladder as I would have liked because I was just busy with real life. Uh, so I went in, I went into that tourney uh, thinking that the the meta was a lot more narrow than it actually was. If that makes sense, like I basically went into that tourney only really knowing how to play like Urgot and Jin, like basically how to flex around the two fast, uh, fast eight eighty comms. Um, like I didn't think Yone was playable at all. I didn't think um, 
I didn't think like the legend. I didn't. I I didn't even know about the existence of like the legendary socialite flex comp, which look I'll get into detail in a bit. Um, but like in terms of like player tendencies, for sure, uh, Ergot was by far the most popular comp, and for good reason. It's like it's just a really really consistent top four comp right now in the meta that can also cap out for. I can also cap out into a first or a second um, via legendaries. Uh, it's just like super stable because uh, it gets to play a really really strong opener with like the Kentech units, and then. It's really easy to stabilize. Uh, it's hard to get dizzy because all your units are pretty straightforward. Um, and there's like a lot of room to like flex in different units. Um, so there's a lot of like, there's also a lot of like room to ex like to to express like player skill, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then there's like the other comp that was like pretty popular, somewhat popular is like Jin, which is pretty pretty popular. Uh, I think Jin was in a weird spot until people figured out how to play it properly, which is uh, you play it with Scion instead of like the traditional bodyguard plus Jace frontline. So you play with Scion, you play, you play, your frontline is basically Scion, uh, Brawn plus Blitzcrank. Uh, and basically the Blitz plus the Scion gives you a lot of ways, a lot of ways to sort of manipulate, uh, well the Blitz basically gives you a lot of ways to manipulate Scion's targeting, for those who don't know. Scion will always ulti the biggest clump, so you can use Blitzcrank to um, balance a specific side that you want Scion to like ulti, if that makes sense. Um, you can control it that way. And then, so Jin with like Scion is like infinitely, like Jin with like Scion and Tank Islands is, is really, really good. Because the Scion just never dies, and then the Jin just kills everything. But the comp that's actually good, like those two comps are probably just like decent. The comp that's actually good and where the meta is actually at right now is uh, flexing around. Uh, Kaisa, uh, Kaisa, Victor, and Akali in that uh, preferred order. Uh, the reason why it's successful and so powerful is because um, those three legendary units basically use the exact same th the exact same two items, which is Guardian Angel and uh, Archangels, Archangel stuff. Um, and then the third item can literally be anything. Like those three units do not even care what their third item is. <laughs> and all you're really doing, yeah, exactly. All you're really doing is hitting those units and then building a board. Like your board can literally be anything. Like this patch is like so fun to play because it is a flex player's dream. Like you hit a two-star sound, great. You're playing, you're playing, you're playing around like sound, Sion Blitzcrank, and maybe maybe you fit in a maybe you fit in a Galia. You didn't hit sound, okay, cool. What did you hit? You hit like two-star Brom, okay, cool. We play two-star Brom, two-star like Jana, uh, not Jana, sorry, two-star Leona. Get like you know, or, or you hit like Bruiser instead. You can play like Mundo, Zach, and whatever. And then the heart of the comp is like you're basically playing Tarek and Seraphine as two socialite units. Basically, be a mana battery with like the the second ability of socialite, where it gives you five mana per second. Basically, like use that as a mana battery to power like your Kaisa, Victor, or Akali. And um, yeah, they just like with enough frontline, like those three units scale infinitely and will just kill everything. And yeah, that's that's the comp that's actually good. It actually like wins games. Uh, yeah, if you're it's really hard to play, but it's also really, really rewarding. And like, if you want to win a lot of lobbies on ladder, I highly recommend learning how to play it because it is really fun and it's really good too. So it's just a level eight flexible socialite board with legendaries, basically, is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's pretty much it. Like, you just you just flex between um, whichever frontline plus. Yeah, it's just frontline plus two social plus one of the five, one of the three five costs I said as your carry, and that's that's the comp. Interesting. And then, and then, like you, you pair like a supplementary unit depending on which five cost you play around. Like if you play Kaisa, then you probably fit in like Fiora for like Challenger plus Enforcer. If you play like Victor, you just find any random Arcanist. Usually, like Malzahar is good. 
And then if you play Akali, you just like fit in like Echo for Assassin. Or like you can do like Shaco for like Syndicate with Brawn. There's a bunch of ways you can do it. Cool. Love it. That actually sounds pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really fun. Yeah. To be honest. It's nice to see that the, the game is opening up a little bit flexibly. Um, yeah, for sure. I think the first two patches suffered quite heavily from relatively linear um, augment comp item style. Yep. I'd say that probably the what you're saying is like just build GA Archangels and then pray the fuck that you get one of these three legendaries. Maybe needs some oh, looking at. I mean, that, that's like, not even true. Like it, 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 it can literally be anything. You don't even need GA Arch. Like you can just have anything. Like just have any items. You could, you, you could like. I mean, ideally you start frontline item because frontline items are better early. So it's usually something like uh, start like uh belt into like maybe like an early like. Or Mog, or like an early Redemption, or like an early Ionic Spark, or, or you make like an early Spark, or you are, or you make like Morello is the other one. You make like Morello early, and then you shrink Morello, and then depending on the items naturaled, right? Like it's it's pretty easy to natural an Archangel and a GA over the course of the game. I uh, yep. I mean the most broken way to play the comp. Okay, so the easiest, the most broken way to play the comp is to just Hyrule GA Archangel Malzahar early, and then you just <laughs> back. Sit back and watch your one star Malzahar just kill everything, and then yeah, that that, that also works. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm seeing like a lot, a lot of Arcanists at the moment, like early Arcanists, like Malzahar. Vex, oh, that's like, like come back. That's like the China Tech right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a, that's, a, that's the China Tech right now. There's two China Techs right now. Brewer Arcanist is one of them. But yeah, yeah. That's um, I'm seeing like the power of Arcanists has really sort of come to the fore at the moment. I think um in the meta which is great i mean it's nice i think they'll be sort of perennially underpowered for the first couple of patches um lux yeah. is probably still shit to be honest <laughs> lux is still shit it, it, a big a... part of it is Malzahar. a big part of yeah. okay, a big part of it is how broken Malzahar is and people figuring out that this Malzahar unit he is so freaking <laughs> he is so fucking good i mean okay stocks shout, shout out to this match stocks he made a video recently that explained why like Malzahar is so fucking strong it's because um like long story short Stain based cons, so cons that can like have a lot of healing and a lot of shielding, so in this case Arcanist, are really, really good mid game because people don't have enough damage to like cut through. That's why yeah. Malzahar is so strong. Because you just have a you just have a giga stable mid game and you can usually we we've like pile that to a top four with ease. Yeah. Very nice. good. Yeah, I like that. Very cool. Um guys, like I said, we're just drinking. We're just chilling out. We're not doing yep. anything too serious. It's not going to be a super long. <laughs> it's not going to be like a crazy long episode. Um, we're just hanging out, basically. But we do want to sort of talk a little bit about the meta before we go on and and do some dumb stuff later on about our Christmas lists. Oh, so it's me. Um, we mentioned reroll Arcanists from China. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that Malzahar is broken and they sort of rebuffed Vex in a in a pretty significant mm-hmm. way. Um, I think people are finally starting to see the sort of the overall value that Twisted Fate has. Not that it wasn't reasonably understood before, but I think right now TF has such a priority in so many lobbies at the moment. Uh, back yep. when sort of the, the first patch came out and people were playing a lot of syndicates, I think a lot of people were really loving TF and then it kind of sort of dropped away for a little yep. bit. Um, like there was a week everyone was playing Morello TF. And then it, mm-hmm, kind of, mm-hmm. it sort yeah. of fell off a little bit after that because everyone was like hyper rolling the cats. Yeah, and then nerf the mana, the starting battle, yeah. which was big, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see some of these things come back. 
Uh, what else have you been noticing meta-wise the last couple of days, at least? Uh, if we want to talk about more like China tech, uh, yeah. Scrap is really, really good. Um, it's a little bit tricky because you can't force it because it's a little bit augment dependent. I mean, Scrap was always a well-known secret amongst like high challenger NA players. I like I remember watching uh, specifically uh, Goobums and uh, Soxes streams, and they play a decent amount of Scrap. It's really, really strong if, like, you hit the right augments. And even if you hit, like, decent, like, just average augments, it's, like, still good. So, probably, like, wondering now, like, what are the right augments? What are the good augments? So, the most obvious one is binary airdrop. The augment that makes it so that if you have two items on a, on a unit, you get a third item. It's, like, pretty broken with scrap because the, 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 the scrap makes it so that a component slime turns into a full item. So binary airdrop just means that like your team just has a ridiculous amount of item efficiency, uh, and it's pretty much impossible to lose because you have like twenty items and every carry has like every carry is just fully stacked. Uh, otherwise, like scrap is really good with stuff like uh, stuff like like buff shielding. Like first aid kit is really good because it buffs the shield by thirty five percent. Any of like the scrap related augments are good. Like junkyard is great gives you a lot of extra components. Um, what else is there? Uh, the spats are good. Like scrap Kremlin plus scrap heart is really good. And then finally, like, the way the comp actually plays and the reason it's strong is because, like, it's, it's a very strong win streak comp, right? And it just snowballs, you can just snowball the game out of control. Like, if you hit, like, let's say, let's say for example, like, you're at 2-1, and you just, like, high roll, like, a scrap emblem, or, like, a scrap heart, and you just hit full scrap. You just get to, like, slam all three of your components on separate units, and you just have three completed items at 2-1. Yeah, <laughs> like like <laughs> no one's bored at that point in the game has that much power on it right mm. like you just, you just you just snowball the game out of control and then the way you end the game is um you can just play around any legendary like you can play around like jinx to end the game you can play around like akali kaisa like all those or, like even victor like all those units are just really good because like you know they have like a thousand something shield on them like yeah. <laughs> how can they be bad <laughs> so it's just even a time to scale and then you just win the game so, it's yeah, actually it's really beneficial for jinx as well um mm, yeah you basically just give it one item plus glove and then you have binary airdrop so you're basically only committing three items and giving jinx full three full items, full items right yeah and then she's so, just like a thousand something shield yeah yeah and it's great <laughs> it's just so good yeah, she died yeah she dives in and she's just like super safe because of the shield it just kills everyone yeah it's really good yeah it's really uh it's really interesting i will say having played like a lot of six scrap this week you can mm. force it you just won't ever win mm -hmm. unless you have the perfect yeah augments. you need the good augments yeah um, you need the augments to win i had a game with like two scrap emblems but no binary airdrop or junkyard oh. yeah, or... Yeah, yeah so i had six scrap at like three two something ridiculous yeah. like that where i had it was level six with six scrap units but i just yeah. couldn't close the uh, you can't close the game without binary airdrop yeah basically. unless like you're like 20 million win streak right but yeah. i mean it's okay though you just just take your free top four and move on to the next game. Yeah, it's still too. really good. So uh, <laughs> yeah. when when Sol sort of says that it's augment dependent, what we're sort of talking about there is like the the augments really depend on like your top four positioning in a lot mm -hmm. of these kind yeah. of games. So um, if you if you hit the augments that you're supposed to hit, then you're probably playing for one and two compared to three and four, really. Yeah, I I mean you can definitely six scrap every game and still climb. Like that's for sure. Yeah, like, the comp is strong enough to to six scrap every game, but uh. It does also require hitting the units somewhat early. If you don't hit the units very early, I wouldn't recommend you go for it. Like, mm. if you're sitting on, like, one-star Trundle, one-star Blitzcrank, one-star Ezra, one-star Ziggs, yeah, that's not a very good board. <laughs> I can't yeah. really condone that, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk to me a little bit about challenges. They're not oh, okay, dead-dead, yeah. dead, 
No, they're they're good for sure. They're, they're actually still good for sure. Um, I did not like. Man, okay, so they're good for sure, and the reason is is because Kais is broken. <laughs> That's yeah. the reason why they're good for sure. But, like you, you try to stabilize through like Yone, but you you win through Kaisa basically. So like I would say like the comp is purely top four, like top like three four. It's capped at three third or fourth if you if you don't hit a Kaisa with like AP items. But the minute you hit a Kaisa with AP items, if it is a, if it is a Kaisa one, you're playing for top two with challenges. Because yeah. Kaiser is just so strong right now, and yeah, uh, and the way you play it is um I've seen I've seen like okay I think the best way to play it is still just as a full vertical. Um, the downside of playing a full vertical as like when I say full vertical like six challenger. The downside of playing six challenger though is that if you don't have an upgraded Yone, you're actually going eighth. Like one star Yone is so weak right now. But if you hit a two star Yone and you're six challenger like with good items, like you you'll probably do decent. Um, the other ways to play it I've seen that work are like you can do like. Two challenges like just Fiora plus Yone, and then you could play a bunch of frontline plus like like utility units. That's like decent. Uh if you hit like spats, you could play like six academy Yone. Um, like you can't really play the academy version if you don't hit any spats because like a lot of the academy units are pretty bad. Uh I've seen the four challenger four academy version do okay, but it's not great. I wouldn't really recommend that. I I think that ideally you pick one of the two verticals to invest in, and then it does pretty decent. It's pretty good. Yeah. I think the other thing as well is like using Oriana is really important at the moment. Yeah. Like Oriana and Brom, having that yeah. frontline, that tankiness, that sustainability, that CC is like mm -hmm. become a bit more valuable again. Um, yeah, so adding, adding um, those mm -hmm. units in with with like six challenger is really is really valuable. Oh, for sure. And one thing is, um, I'm, I I I don't have enough games to back it up yet, but I'm pretty sure right now you're in a meta where QSS is a lot better than uh, GA on Yone. Mostly because mm. they bug fixed this, bug, they bug fixed, they bug fixed this clone, and they put a lot of power back into Yone as a unit. Yeah, uh, I think QSS gets a lot better because it's less the clone doing all the damage, and Yone actually does damage now. Yeah. Um, plus QSS means that like you don't lose to Lissandra, Yogo players. Mm. So Lissandra is like literally your bane because she reduces eighty by like thirty percent. So yeah. Yeah, it's also a really nice little attack speed multiplier as well on mm. your own. Um, yeah. instead of like having to wait for a reset mm. you actually get a nice bonus it's a boost speed straight out of the out of the out of the game mm. which is really handy and then of course it's multiplicative with challenges so you basically as, as it yeah. as, as you get the challenger stacks your, yeah your, like, you know your, your attack speed is is higher and higher just because we're having the item but the 20 percent attack speed is like nothing to scoff at it's like very solid yeah mm. um you know really are there any like losers in the meta right now i would say that everything's in a relatively okay place at the moment i think that yeah they did a uh, pretty big number on that is pretty bad <laughs> yeah cat is pretty bad uh aside from cat i actually think he's still solid um he's he's not broken like he used to yeah. last patch like before the be patch i think he's still solid i think he's in a, he's in a fine spot like the protector cog comp is like still very real it's like still decent uh i think Ogath got a lot worse. Cho'Gath got a lot worse, especially now that people are figuring out how to beat Cho'Gath as well. Like, you've got you've got players taking in Cogmore and Kaisa to beat the Cho'Gath boards now. Because Ogot doesn't. Because Cho'Gath does counter Ogot, right? Because Cho'Gath is an unkillable tank. Uh, you just play Cogmore for percentage damage, and then you play Kaisa to bypass Cho'Gath, and then you win. Um. Yeah, you've got stuff like uh. I mean, I think Cho'Gath is like pretty good into like Jin as an example, because Jin can't really kill Cho. But overall, Cho's like a lot weaker, I would say. So like Cho as a comp is like not very good. 
And I think Lux is still terrible. Lux is like still probably not very playable. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else is there. I like is like a loser. Uh, Clapio doesn't really exist anymore, I guess. It didn't really exist <laughs> last. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, Clapio doesn't really exist anymore. Uh, Galio is still good though. Yeah, Galio is good. Uh, but Clapio doesn't exist. Those are like the most things that come to mind. Everything else is like in a pretty solid, pretty solid state. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's quite quite good for the meta as things sort of settle <laughs> at the moment. Um, yep. we, we know we'll get sure. a patch in the new year and we'll see how that goes. I think there will be uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. So we'll add that uh, Kali is not as good as she used to be, even though, like, but she's still good. Not as good as she used to be, but she's still, still good. She's just, like, a lot more dependent on having really strong frontline now. Whereas before, a one-star Kali with good items would just stabilize you regardless of your board mm. state. But yeah. Yeah, any, um, any thoughts about, I guess, some of the unmentioned five costs there? You know, sort of talking about yeah. flexing around three really powerful ones. How are we feeling about units like Jace? <sighs> uh, you know. uh, yeah, Jace is interesting. Uh, Jace has sort of done a 180, actually, from his previous role, right? Uh, I mean, it's not a surprise. They've literally nerfed his front, his hammer form like three or so times at this point. Um, yeah. But he did get some compens, he get some, he did get some compensation buffs to his cannon form. So now, actually, we're starting to see Jace used as a support unit more than anything. Um, he's finding success in gin comps where he's being used to buff like backline attack speed. Um, you just play like a Jace, just play like a Jace one for like the cannon, uh, like for the for the, the gates uh, attack speed. Yeah. Uh, and then and then Jace two with like damage items actually becomes really really strong. I was saying Jace transition from more of a frontliner to a backline utility unit. Um, Jinx is a big loser, actually, of this patch, even though Jinx is still a really good unit. But Jinx solo carry is a little bit more sketched now because of the reduction in attack speed. It gets her resets a lot slower now, and she was already a very fickle champion to begin with because of how unsafe a spell makes her. Uh, Yumi is still good, but Yumi feels a lot worse compared to previous patches, I would say. Yumi's still good for sure. And I think Galio is really good now, actually. Galio is actually really, really good now. Uh, part of it is because I think pairing Galio with Scion is what makes it good. Just because, like, as in, like, it's not Galio the unit that's good, it's Scion that's really good. And playing Scion means you naturally want to pair him with Galio. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting to see that Scion has sort of found its place sort of smack bang in yeah. the middle of, of, like, tank heaven. Um, yeah, yeah. It's exactly where they wanted it, I think. And for the first for the first time, we're probably seeing a reasonably balanced version of Colossus. Oh, it's um, still broken for sure. No, 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 no yeah. it's still broken for sure. But yeah, I mean, well, to... so when I when I sort of when I say that, I mean like the one that's supposed to be bad is kind of the worst performing one at the moment. The one yeah. that's supposed mm -hmm. to be the CC bot is doing its job, and the the mm -hmm. five cost yep. is is um it's impactful. It's like imp it has an impact. Impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's still too, yeah. It's still too good, but I think we're still they're getting... slowly finding they're, they're slowly finding their way yeah. to like reasonable balance. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, we're we're getting it to close to closely where it needs to be, but uh, I think like what I was gonna say is I think fundamentally the issue with Colossus is that like they can't be CC'd. Yeah, so they're guaranteed to get off like their like whole board getting CCs every single fight, and there's nothing you can really do about it. Is the broken part now? But, yeah. Uh, I guess that's what, of, that's what they wanted out of them. 
That's what they I'm want. still down for them to remove it. I'm still down for them to get rid of it during mid set. I, yeah, I'm, you know I'm what they say. Don't bring Colossus back in 6.5. That's our motto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, that's the most important exactly. thing. Don't bring it back. Thanks for yeah. all the fish. You know, basically. Um, guys, we have a Christmas treat for you all. We have a Christmas wish list. Soul may be frozen or gone. I may be gone. Where am I? Any chatters? Oh, it's Sol. Okay. He's back. Oh. Hello. He's back. All right. Technical difficulties. My bad. I didn't even decided to potato. Full stream, but yeah, my internet size is potato. All right, we're back. All right, he's back. He's back. He's back. Well, that didn't take very long. That's pretty good, yeah. actually. I was really scared for a second there. <laughs> I just need to flick some buttons on and off again, and we're chilling. Okay. Sick. All right. Guys, we have a mm -hmm. Christmas treat. Is what I was saying before Sol so rudely interrupted us. I'm so sorry. We have a Christmas <laughs> wish list for you all. We're going to go down our five-pointed Christmas wish list. Um, Sol sent me his earlier today, and I was like, you know what? It's basically the exact same as mine. So <laughs> together, we both looked in to our hearts and come up with a letter to Santa Mort this Christmas time. Uh, Sol, our first Christmas TFT-related wish this year please uh yeah uh it's, it was, feels weird to keep complaining about but uh please when it's been four sets now maybe more no it's not four sets it's like three sets but it will be four sets very soon <laughs> <We're expected. laughs> they keep promising it to us but like i never get it i don't get it give us <laughs> spectator mode i mean it's pretty obvious <laughs> you know we don't i mean it's things. like yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I've won it so many times. It's just like randomly, like, get in on, like, get, like start watching, like, some, like, my friend, like, a friend of mine on my friends list play out of nowhere, you know? And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I see, I see, like, I see, like, Angora on my, on my list in game. It's like, I want another tech, you know? I see, like, Ethan game. It's like, yo, get me, get me in. I want to, I want to see, you know? I want a PPG. You can't do that right now because it's a spectator mode. So it's like, bro, it's not that hard. It would also yeah. significantly improve the tournament watching experience having yeah i'd even like I'd, I'd even rant about that yeah keep going but keep let going. me let me discuss something i really want us to play a put a tournament on in 2022 as a podcast as a community as a group i think it would be really enjoyable you know what the hardest part about that is thinking about fucking spectator mode like not having having to spectate the games basically yeah. having to get eight people to all stream and simultaneously go through every single person over and over again um, is ludicrous and unnecessary and so annoying. I can't imagine how it must be for, like, Wisdom and Giant Slayer and, like, even the official Riot mm. broadcasts. Mm -hmm. Like, but holy moly. It feels, it feels so surreal that we're up to, like, set 6.5 really soon now. Yeah. And this is still a problem. Like, bro. You know what they, you remember what they used to, I don't know how, if anybody else who's listening is this old, 
But in the inception of League of Legends, before they added a proper spectator client, there used to be a sixth player that would go onto the, onto the game, basically, and have <laughs> the ability to just sit in the League of Legends fountain and all of a sudden they would get access to the game. And that's basically how it works. Um, so your camera's gone. Okay, I don't know what is going on today. It's actually all over the place. Okay, that's don't okay, worry about <laughs> But I, that was like the in original inception of League of Legends. Basically, they had one guy sitting in the fountain. So, look, I'm not... It's my wish list. I'm going to ask for perfection. I want a proper spectator mode. Uh, and I want it now. Uh, I can hear, yeah, I can hear you, Sol. Yeah, we good? All right, yeah. Um, so, I mean, shit, man. Get it together. <laughs> Get it together, guys, Great. basically. Um, <laughs> Absolutely agreed. Next off on our Christmas list. Yeah, uh, reworked double up. Uh, I mean, the double up beta has been really promising, if not like for some very glaringly obvious flaws in both the game and out of the game. Um, we can start with out of the game right now. A lot of issues right now with uh, boosting in particular, in that uh, it's really easy to exploit the current ranking system because you can queue with anybody. So, let's say like you're hyper rank, uh, you can just queue with your friend who's unrated and you can just farm all the noobs you want for free LP. That's very problematic. Uh, and then obviously the game mode itself could use a few uh, adjustments, right? Um, particular root of, of allegiance. You know, I'm not gonna like, I'm not, I'm not blaming the design team or anything. You know, I'm happy that they um, went with the mechanics that they did and um, they, uh, you know, were willing to try all these new things, right? But it's pretty clear that Rune of Allegiance is really, really broken and uh, is leading to really sort of toxic matters right now in Double Up where um, everyone just has three star four costs or everyone is like playing Yordles with like perfect, like, and just hitting like the like your th fully three star Yordle board at like the beginning of stage four and you're farming Vega 3, you hit Vega 3, you win the game. It's like, okay, cool. It's not interesting. So, uh, Mort did talk about this on his uh, recent FAQ, uh, which he did, uh, which was really good. It's like four hours long. That man's a machine. But uh, he did talk about that, um, that they are currently uh, still in talks on whether they want to revisit or, or improve and improve double up. And I think that, like, uh, it would be a missed opportunity if they didn't uh, you know, keep working on double up. Because I think double up has a lot of potential. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, as a preview for next week, guys, we're basically going to go through that entire Mort AMA. That's going to be basically most of our episode. We'll have a guest on next week. Uh, we'll get them to listen in. We'll get them to sort of talk about it. But it's very long it has some really great information in it some really great plans for the now the future the next month the blah 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 we're just going to go through it point by point sort of talk about what we think uh, about that kind of stuff because uh soul's right what's a machine that man is crazy four and a half hours <laughs> worth of content for us just sitting there and, and you know we'll turn it into a nice little hour-long podcast for you guys yeah next wish uh yeah separation from the lee client uh, our own in our own proper client. So, uh, I think the first point I would like to highlight that is a little bit problematic with TFT right now is that we are shackled to the patch release schedule of the regular League of Legends. Um, basically, the TFT team can only deploy like a proper patch when League of Legends deploys their patches. Basically, if that makes sense. 
Um, and we they can they can beat they get one chance to beat Patchet, and that's pretty much it. Like, so if there's something that turns out to be like hotfix level of broken, uh, yeah, you you best you best believe you're waiting at least a week until the devs can actually fix it, right? Um, that's really annoying right now for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, like like in a really big game like League of Legends, for example, uh, where like firstly like if if a champ is particularly broken, you could just ban it. Um. The design philosophy of that game is also that everything is broken, so like it doesn't actually matter if something's particularly out of line, unless it's like literally game breaking. But like you know, if we go back to TFT, TFT is a game where like all the, all of the systems are very sort of interconnected with each other. One thing being very problematic can potentially have massive rippling effects and completely ruin metas. Um, so it's really frustrating right now that like uh, the dev team uh, literally can't like they they can identify a problem and they could have come up a solution for it, come up a solution for it. But they literally can't even deploy their solution because they have to wait for the riot, uh, you know, for the regular, the regular legends patch cycle. But, uh, I mean, that's the main one. I, I mean, a few other things are just quality of life, right? Like, um, the current League of Legends client is not the most stable. It's not the greatest client. It's a little bit out of date. Um, it would be great to separate us from them so we have our own identity as our own game. Like, I know TFT did start off as this sort of fun side game, this party game mode, you know, that you can play while you're waiting for, like, in addition to League of Legends, but, you know, we're, like, three years in, we have a massive player base, you know? Give us our own client, right? Legends of Runeterra has its own client? <laughs> like, why, can't, why don't we have our own client? Yeah. TFT players play TFT to get away from League of Legends. <laughs> Fuck League of Legends. Fuck League of Legends. We got into this mess because we didn't want to play League anymore. Uh, that's the most important thing. I just... It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work for the people involved in making TFT to stick to this cyclical balance schedule that doesn't really work for anybody. Um, I am certainly not happy with the the rate in which changes can be deployed. You know, in in all honesty, I think that the periodic updating of the game should be pretty consistent, much more consistent than it is right now, at the very least. So get that together. I mean, the just the amount of amazing things that are in the Chinese TFT mobile client <laughs> that are like yep. a dream. They're literally a dream for a... Puzzles! fully functioning version of this game <laughs> i'm not gonna play the puzzle mode like like okay here's where oh, my... the puzzle mode is sweet come on no but no, <laughs> what i was gonna what i was gonna say is like yeah. here's yeah, where yeah. the inconsistency comes in i want the puzzle mode mm. i'm gonna complain that we don't have the puzzle mode but i'm gonna play mm. it for five minutes and then never play it ever again once we get the access yeah, that's to okay it in two years from <laughs> i now. want it to exist yeah, I want something to do when I'm bored that <laughs> I don't want to play yeah. TFT. <laughs> There's my hypocrisy. I'm never going to play the puzzle mode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I understand. But I mean. really want it so badly in the game. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um... <laughs> I, I think one great example, right, is that, like, to pedal back a little bit, one great example is, like, the whole auto-attack bug. I was active for, like, two or more weeks. I think it was longer than two weeks. Like, it's like part of the problem as to like why they couldn't deploy a patch to fix it is because Riot as a company 
It's on holidays. So, like, because they're restricted to the League of Legends, like, patch release, because League, the, the League of Legends team is done for the year, they're not touching the game until, like, you know, until the holidays are over. Like, that means that, well, not, like, yeah, like, the Thanksgiving season, right? Yeah, to be specific. Yeah. Like, they're not going to touch it until that's over, right? So, like, Mort and friends can't be like, oh, shit, we, we can't, we, like, we, we have to leave the game in a broken state because we literally are not even allowed to deploy a fix for this bug. This game-breaking bug. <sighs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, well said. <laughs> I think that's mostly it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, God, imagine. Just imagine if the game had spectator mode and a fresh client. Right? I mean, they've promised these things. It's just whether they actually deliver them. Yeah. I might doubt. All right. Let's carry on. Move on to the next one. All right. Uh, in client tournaments. Now, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, something very similar. I think something really cool would be like something similar to what League of Legends has with Clash. That could be really, really cool. Um, just in chill, you know, like you pay, you, you, can, you can pay like, I don't know, like just, well, right now we're stuck on the League clients. So like, I don't know, you pay like Blue Essence or something, buy a ticket. Uh, or you could pay for a premium ticket with like RP. Uh, and then you just enter like a tournament bracket basically and you just get to play a tourney and you get to win um you know you, you get to win uh what's it called you get to win prizes you know you can win you can win you, for TFT you could win like eggs you could win like I don't know arena skins maybe you could win like banners to put on to go like board you no know, cosmetics and stuff like that. It'd be really cool. They're a really good sort of nice gateway for people to get into competitive play, you know? I I think the current state of the game with like um with how the actual major tournaments are run via like the discords and everything is like totally fine. But I think it'd be really cool if there was a uh, in-client way for people to actually experience tournament play to begin with so that they can actually uh, get excited, you know, experience what tournament play is like, see how fun tournament play actually is. And then, you know, they'll, they'll go the extra mile to seek it out. You know, how can I play in these open qualifiers? You know, how do I get into these, you know, tourneys and whatnot? Because right now it's like, there's this gap between people who play tourneys and people who don't play tourneys. Especially like, because I especially used to be in the boat of people who constantly hovered in like 300, 400 LP, but like looked at tourneys on the side, but was never really interested because I was like, eh, I have to make it, I have to like get on the Discord, I have to like look up a bunch of forms, like, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just keep playing TFT and watch Netflix on the side, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with you. Let me tell you right now, Discord for tournaments is a piece of shit. I think it's awful. I think that, that, that strategy. Um, of signing up for tournaments and participating in tournaments is garbage. Um, I'm not. I'm not one of those people that thinks Discord's a good app. You know, I don't think that it's intuitive or interesting or helpful or useful. Yeah. I find it incredibly tedious and boring, and I don't like using it. I delete it off my phone every like second day because I can't stand looking at the messages that I receive. <laughs> like I look down and see a message, and I'm just like, "Fuck mm -hmm. it!" I delete the app for two weeks, and I mute. I mute every single. Uh, I mute every single one I'm in, like except for like the chat between you and me. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so I don't know if like... I'm that down on Discord as you are, but yeah, you're obviously entitled to. So I hate Discord. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there, but I I uh, think like having though. interaction within the client is really important and necessary. Yeah, we can agree on that. Um, I really like that idea. I really really like that idea. What they've done with Clash on League of Legends is one of the only redeeming things about League of Legends, it is. and they don't do it. <laughs> They don't do it enough, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't. Yeah, they don't do it enough at all. They don't put any emphasis on it. They don't, you know. Basically, what I'm saying is, let's get some. 
you know, ranked, ranked is ranked is ranked is ranked. You can only play it for as long as you want to play it. Unless you're crazy. And then you'll keep playing it. Yeah. And I've certainly Let's given that Let's get some in-client... Yeah, you go, you yeah. Mind, sorry. But, like, there's got to be a reason for you to want to go to Switch and play Double Up. Or want to go Switch and play a different mode. Or want to go and mm-hmm. Switch and play a tournament. Those kind of things. I'll use a different mm-hmm. example from a different game. Um, when the Pokemon Trading Card Game Online game first released, it was basically just, like... Uh, you would join a queue and then you would play against people and just go again and again and again and again. Um, And then they added tournaments. And all of a sudden, it became this, like, incredibly intricate and interesting way to play the game. And you would just join up literally whenever you wanted and you would get thrown in with seven other people into a bracket. And it sort of totally changed the way that people interacted with a totally like singular system of ranked play and Mm -hmm. it makes it interesting Uh, it makes it fun and and enjoyable and i think that's very important so yeah absolutely um yeah let's that's really good one i think that's one of my favorite ones yeah i was gonna say i'm down for some inclined friday fiestas let's go yeah exactly (laughs) yeah all right Shall we go on to the last point? Yeah, last point. My, fav- my favorite. <laughs> oh point. man, I feel like we're just on a uh, broken records at this point. Uh, it's for it's for it's for the uh, for the officials of Garena to stop being a shitter region and uh, cooperate with uh, Riot so that uh, our folks down in C can actually play the game. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, recently I uh, actually um I actually talked to Keith and he said um that he had been in contact with uh, Botog over the uh. Recent issues with uh, the double up Tony and uh, Jose and Keith not being able to play. And, you know, as it turns out, uh, the culprit at hand is actually uh, the folks down at Corona, if you're uh, being completely uninterested and not wanting to cooperate with Riot to uh, sort it out. And, uh, yeah, stuff like that's really, really disappointing to hear. And uh, I don't know. I, I, at least I had that, like, on my wish list. I, I, just, I just hope that either the people who are currently hired either value. Of you know, bringing bringing competitive TFT to E as a region, the strength of the region in its quality of players, like the passion that the region has for the game, either that or you know just just hire a new team, you know, like yeah. <laughs> get some people who actually understand the game, who actually are interested, and um, who are actually willing to work, figure it out, right? But yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just giving Daffler some homework for next week. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Um, what I was going to say is, like, we had a pretty um, incensed uh, discussion about it last week, where we were really interested in the fairness of it all. And to be honest, I'm not really going to repeat myself. I will just say, like, it's great that there's some discussion going on about it now, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's nice. It's a nice thing. It's good. Let's um, let's keep let's keep asking and working hard for um. Dappler, fuck off! It's so annoying. I can't fucking concentrate right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Oh, sorry, I'm uh, all thrown off. He's, he's just all right. Yeah, this 
I'm okay, Angora, I trust. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, I've just ruined my hair. Well, yeah, K3 Soju. Okay. Anyway, look, guys, after last week, we talked a lot about, like, representation for Southeast Asia, and it was great to see so many people, like, going out there and, and talking about it. I'm very, um, I'm very glad that that, that happened. Let's keep, let's keep talking about it, though, because we really want them to be represented in the, in the game. Uh, that's basically, Absolutely. that's basically it. I don't want to say, I don't want to say anymore. We, we talked a lot about it last week, so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, 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 at this point, it's like, I, I'm, I think, I'm pretty sure, like, it's not even just like, it's not even really Riot's fault anymore. Like, it actually does sound like, it's just, people can see that it just, like, the people, like, operating, like, Garena just, you know, just don't, don't really, don't really want to, like, work to figure it out. Because, uh, I mean, that's, I mean, logically, that makes sense, because, like, NA players know about, like, like, the NA staff and NA players, like, they know about, like, C. They know about the strength of C as a region, right? Like, it doesn't really make any sense, like, for, like, Riot to, like, not want to cooperate. So, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I totally... Totally agree. It's just, like... It feels so bad. It feels so bad. Oh. It does. Um, it really does. That's going to conclude our Christmas wish list, guys. I mean, you, when you're a kid, you ask for a lot of, like, things that are unrealistic. And then as you get older, you don't ask for anything. Because you're just going to be let down, and you're just going to get socks, and maybe you'll get, like, <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Socks are lit though, no? Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Getting socks at Christmas is kind of lit though, no? Getting socks like, at Christmas bro, was wanna... great between ages 18 to 25. But now I have oh, well, too many like... socks. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm 24, I guess. I guess I got two more years to go. You've got two more years oh, of enjoyment for socks, and then it just becomes an absolute chore. It's still pretty good right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, get, you get like three pairs of socks, and like, fuck, it's lit. I don't have to shop for socks. Yeah. Really? Exactly. But eventually you you get to the point where your drawer is entirely socks and you can't you can't put anything else in there. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um but we so you sort of go through this this cycle. We haven't asked for anything that we don't think is achievable here really. We've basically asked for three things that they've already said that they're going to do. But they haven't. So yeah. Um slow. Yeah, but they're slow. So we're asking them very nicely to hurry up. And that is my Christmas wish list that the TFT portion of the League of Legends client hurries the fuck up, basically. Um, hey guys, this episode is sort of winding down. Um, <laughs> the most important thing now is we've got Christmas Q&A. So Christmas questions in the chat. Anybody that wants to know our favorite Christmas movies, our favorite Christmas songs, maybe our favorite Christmas foods, our least favorite Christmas relatives. Um, what about our Christmas plans? What we're up to? Sol, does your family celebrate Christmas? Uh, eh, not really. Kind of. I mean, that's in why Chinese. You get socks. I was. Okay, I was literally saying this at work today. Being Chinese, like our Christmas is Chinese New Year, like realistically, like that's the that's the holiday where we actually like go have. 
But like yeah. during Christmas, it's kind of whatever. Like just go out, have a nice meal, just chill. That's about it. Because nice. <laughs> because so... my my family here is is just is just me and my mom is just, it's just me my mom dad and my brother and the rest of my family is all in China. And uh, but we like we go pretty hard during like Chinese New Year. So, I'll ask you this like, question Christmas, in, like... in like the end of January February then. Yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Soul House is Chinese. <laughs> during, Christmas, during Christmas, it's like, uh, okay, so cool, I guess. This is Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, okay. Up until I was 18, up until eight, I was 18, though, Christmas was a big deal because I got presents, right? As soon as I stopped getting like real presents, it was like, uh, I'm not really doing anything. <laughs> All right, so for anybody that only, yeah. like, for some reason, that only listens to the audio version of this and has never seen what we look like, um, I'm the white one. So I get a really enjoyable Christmas and always have because I come from a long line of white family. Um, What's the difference? Uh, a big white family. Um, well, half Middle Eastern, half white. So we get a very interesting, uh, a very interesting and, and big Christmas. So if you guys have any Christmas questions, let's belt them out now and uh, we'll just do a little bit of chatting before we end off. So... Guys, we I, we want to make an announcement as well for 2022. Sol and I talked about it a little bit, and after next Tuesday, which will be the 28th of December, going into yep, 2022, 28th. we will be doing an episode a fortnight instead of weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, which means uh, we're going to start talking about the game Fortnite. Uh... <laughs> Um, so, so Soul's getting, Soul's being re- I'm dizzy. replaced. <laughs> I'm dizzy. <laughs> this is game five of the Tony all over again. I'm dizzy. <laughs> I'm dizzy as fuck. I see his, everybody sees his face I'm there. Dizzy. I have 20 components on my bench. I'm dizzy. <laughs> um, so we might have just confused Soul a little bit too much. But uh, basically yeah. what's happening guys is, is next year we're going to do one, an episode every two weeks instead of weekly. Um, we have loved, I mean, it'll be 11 episodes next week, but these first 10 episodes over 10 weeks have been great, really enjoyable. Uh, we want to just give a little bit of extra time for the meta to settle down, for things to change, for things to, uh, set up and, and, and work in the game and Mm. around everything, a chance to book guests and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. yeah. I think with like the weekly episode format, we definitely. I mean, not that I think we've done any like episode. I think are bad, but we definitely had episode where, like. I feel like we were struggling to like find things to talk about, right? Because like the meta was the same, and it's like uh, yeah, we talk about you know. I also think um as I mentioned earlier, like it, it gives us more room to breathe with the guests that we bring on as well. It's not just guest after guest after guest after guest, right? So yeah. Yeah, and and look, honestly, one of the most important things is that we have time to find better guests than people like Jay Dani. Mm. Okay, um, that's kind of mean. Okay, hold on, that's kind of mean. I don't know why I agree with that. Look, with two weeks, I with two weeks, I would have been able to get someone way better, you know, <laughs> on the show. <laughs> No, we love you. Yeah. We love you, James. Bodhi's words, Bodhi's words, not my words. You agree with me. Not. You just thought I was going to say something normal. You're like, yep, agree. I, I agreed and I got baited immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I agreed and got baited immediately. That was actually too fucking funny. 
All right, guys. So, uh, question time. You know, ask ask us anything. Let's get some questions in, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, a shockingly small episode for us today, but it is Christmas time. Um. Uh. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, we we've loved all of our guests. Every guest we've had on has um. Uh, been great. And uh, guys, stick around because there's going to be a really great stream on after this. I hear um. Uh, I hear Soul's going to be streaming after this actually. So. Oh, crap. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, I guess I'll stream. You said you'd uh, be you... streaming. Uh, yeah, I, and then it DMs you that it's like hot as fuck and I have my flake, but uh, okay, I guess I'll stream. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, we're, we're live on a it's okay, I'll stream, I'll stream. Now that you announced it, now that you've announced it, I will stream. I will stream. Okay, I'll stream. Maybe I'll just... Does anyone else think maybe I accidentally bully Soul into agreeing with me? Because I feel like he just does what I say. No, I'm actually a yes man, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I actually am a yes man though. Like, I'll, I'll, okay, okay. I will instinctively agree with most things, especially when they start off with like a, like, I will instinctively agree when it, like, the sentence starts off like reasonable. Does it make sense? Yeah. If, it's, if the sentence starts off sounding somewhat reasonable, like, oh, yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, guys, yeah. in, in 2022, we're going to go through a series of um, couples counseling episodes with Sol and I where he learns <laughs> to take more initiative in his own life and not just say yes. To me over oh, and over again and i'm gonna go through my anger management issues um uh... <laughs> i don't have anger management issues anymore uh, that's actually so funny oh guys um we have been drinking a little bit so if this is a little bit looser than usual if you're listening on audio we're sorry about that um but we're just hanging out you know this is the this is just a nice relaxed episode um yeah i can't exactly. believe you messaged me saying you were in the stream Oh, it's funny. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. You know what? It's fine. I will stream. I will stream. I'll, I will actually stream. Hell yeah. Even though it's hot as fuck here. Yeah, I'm actually like gonna collapse, but yes. I down will to stream. do a group stream where we drink. I love that idea. I love I'm that actually kind of down. That sounds fun. Wait, isn't that what like the premix stream is for? Yeah, that's just, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, down. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Okay. okay, guys, 2022. Uh, we will do a drinking stream. Maybe we'll have like a mm -hmm, rotating. Mm -hmm. A rotating group of guests on the podcast where they all come in and have a drink. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. 